Hey everybody, we're going to have a great podcast today. We're going to talk about some things and I have a new addition to the family, David Lee Randolph II, or the third, I'm the second. So we have a new addition and I can't wait for you to meet him. God bless. Hey everybody, I hope you heard that. That is the new baby, baby David. So that's my entrance today. A new little baby added to our family. Baby David, David Lee Randolph II. So he was born about a week and a half ago. Uh, we spent about three or four days in the hospital. They were really long weeks. That's why I haven't been able to put on podcast in a few weeks because we've had a long few weeks with Jessica, you know, going through the pregnancy, labor, and all that stuff, and getting prepared. And now he's here, and I wanted you to hear him in the entrance. And being a father is a totally different experience now. I've heard people tell me, even my dad told me it'd be a new experience. And I'm already raising two other girls with my wife from her previous marriage. And so we've already had a family here, but now one is mine from me little David. You can hear the girls in the background playing. They're swimming right now. Beautiful day here in July. Nice sunny day. We have a thunderstorm coming tonight. And I just wanted to talk today because it's been a while since I've been able to put a podcast out. Almost feels like I forgot how to do it. And I uh, just want to put something out for you guys to talk. A scripture that's been going through my head is train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from me. And that's pretty much what I'm focusing on now is training a child. I've already been raising girls here, which they are great girls we have, uh, Eliana and Sophia. You know, we have a lot of people that put bad influences on them, but we have corrected a lot of that and been training them how to act in public, around people, doesn't matter where they go. That's a full-time job is your children. Children are a full-time job. Your family's a full-time job. My wife is a great wife and a mother. She does so much. And right now she's kind of healing from the C-section. And she had a lot of staples and um, stitches that were put in. She did very good. She she actually got released a day earlier than what we were supposed to. The baby too. Both were phenomenal the way they went through everything. And me, i just been here supporting everything out because, you know, it's I don't really go through the pain or the struggle like they do. They really go through it, especially the young boy. One thing every baby has happened to them when they're born is they get a rash. It's a baby rash. It's a long name. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but it's a strange name. It sounds really mean and ugly, but it's not. Every kid gets it that's born. It's a little rash with a little white dot in the center. Nobody knows the cause of it or why. I told my wife, I said, if they really wanted to search out the reason, they could. Because if people can spend time doing abortions and mm -hmm. wasting taxpayer money and funding on all that stuff they could actually find cures for things that are plaguing us like the common cold the flu things like that if they really wanted to but politics and people's interest is not in that way because we're in a very evil world people like to gravitate towards negativity and sinful things way more than the positive things and i'm going to be doing a lot of stuff 
here on the podcast and that focusing more towards I think the damage that church and I'm talking about the building not the church because the church is outside of a building the church is not made with hands it's a body made with souls that God created and put us all together and created a body of Christ the temple of the Holy Ghost is the is the building you're the temple of the Holy Spirit the building is just a place where we gather together that's not the church but that is the coined phrase that everybody uses nowadays to gauge if you're spiritual or you're with God or anything and it's a waste of your time because I believe 50 and I haven't done a statistic on it but 50% or more because I've been in it for 20 years of the people that go to those buildings don't even know God they don't have a relationship with God they don't have a time spending with him that they should instead they have a relationship with the pastor they have a relationship with saints they have a relationship with people inside the building programs but they have no relationship with God and at the end of the day God's the only way you get in there is no other way to get in and a lot of these scriptures that people are using for the world against worldly people I really believe God has used it to people that are inside that building to keep them on the straight and narrow but they're ignoring it and they're throwing those scriptures on people that they think are unsaved or unwilling or unworthy of Jesus just like the time of the disciples the time that Jesus walked the earth there's no difference in the day and age we're in with Sadducees and Pharisees and the high-mindedness of religion and religious folks and it goes far beyond just a statue of worship of statues of graven images of other denominations and that in itself I believe can be very detriment to your walk with God is pointing fingers at all these denominations and calling people out you know with uh, because they don't believe the same way you do is very dangerous because I tell you this if people would take the same force of calling out other religious as they would do for witchcraft and for total worldliness then we would have a different world we would have a different place but we let those people go because it's easier to pick on other religious folk because they don't fight back but when you start fighting against worldly people they start to fight back with you and it becomes opposition and nobody likes that and because people like to run away from opposition and take the path of least resistance it's easy to pick on other church people so the next few podcasts and the next lessons I really am going to focus on is the damage that church and I say that with parentheses because the church I'm talking about is the building the building people have done to the kingdom of God is greater than what the world has done and it's all through the Bible how Sadducees Pharisees religious folks in the Jewish time they did more damage to God and the kingdom of God than anyone else at the time quick example and what the devil meant for evil God uses for good that's a I think it's 8 Romans 8 28 and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose so all things work together for the good now this is how it works Jesus comes down here he walks around as a baby he grows up underneath all these people religious folks the world didn't kill Jesus it was the Jews the church at the time that killed him it was religious folks that were calling for the release of a killer Barabbas over Jesus it was church people the facilitator of all this was the world because that's all their part was 
They were in charge. They were the Caesar at the time, the government at the time. And all they do is facilitate the needs of the masses. And that's what was happening. The masses were calling on the death of God and the facilitator of that was the world with open arms. They had no problem doing that, but then they say, I wash my hands of it at the end of it, like the world always does, because they want to pretend like they're not involved, but they are involved. But the religious folk are the ones that did it. It was religious folk that turned on God and had him caught in the Garden of Gethsemane in the hour of his prayer. It was a church folk named Judas. It was a church folk that turned on Jesus when he needed somebody to stand up and vouch for him named Peter that turned on him in the square, the town square and said, I don't even know who he is. And he did it three times and he even swore. It was church folk that did that. Have you not read your Bible? Have you not heard? And in the hour we are in, the same thing's happening. It's the church folk that think that they have it all together that are killing other saints. They're killing the babes of Christ and they're causing and sowing division at alarming rates. And they themselves say they have God, but they're actually crucifying Jesus again in the midst of building their building, their building plans, their programs, the name of organization. They're doing it all over again. And they don't even see it because the sad thing is, is when you get involved in that type of stuff, you become blind. Cultish mentality. Cultish mentality says, if you do not do what we say, we will kick you out. If you do not act or look or smell or talk the way we talk, you will not be one of us. And then in front of everybody, they talk a certain way, but when everybody's away from them, they talk another way. And when those people are even out of their view at their own homes, in their privacy of their homes, they live a different way. This is why the Bible doesn't teach this is how you become a Christian. The Bible says what you do in secret will be rewarded openly. How you pray in your prayer closet will decide how God answers. The things you do in secret, the walk that you have without nobody looking is integrity. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that God's looking for. Not these mass open air worship services. And I'm not speaking against that because in, done in its rightful place, it's a beautiful thing and it's the thing that God loves. But I've seen God dwell more in the secret hours of the night than in those big masses. Because in those big masses, people are moved on emotion and they're moved on feelings. And God says, I'm not part of that. I am not worldly. I am not fleshly. I am not carnal. And to do those things and to partake of those things is something that I choose not to do. Because he is a spirit. And he that worships me must worship in spirit and truth is what he says in the Bible. So I really think that I'm going to be teaching some lessons on this because it's a dire thing. I've been praying, Lord, I don't want to teach everything. I don't want to know everything in the Bible. What one or two things do you want me to focus on that I need to, that's going to be important for your kingdom, that I can help and not hurt it anymore? And this is what's been coming into me. And so this is what I'm going to be working on. And I think I'm going to really be teaching it and helping people out with this, especially over my podcast. Right now, my city is Midland, my state is Michigan, and the state that is given, there's states out there that are beating my own home state right now on podcast listeners. There's Chicago. Um, there's Chicago that's just more than any of my viewership is in Chicago right now. Seattle, Washington's another one that's way up there. It's huge. And I really believe Seattle, Washington might be number one if not soon, we have places in Ireland, 
we have places all over the world that are really tuning into the podcast now. So the numbers have been going up. My two sponsors are in Michigan here. It's my mom and my dad. They're, they're, they're my greatest sponsors. I love them. I thank them for helping me and believing in me. And with them and my help, my family, we're going to reach this world. We're going to reach out and we're going to teach people about family. That's another thing is I really want to work on family. That's why I let you listen to the baby sound when I first opened up. Because that's the sound I hear throughout the day of a newborn baby. And that newborn baby is totally dependent upon other people right now called his parents. If it was not for his parents taking care of him, he would not survive. He would not have a hope in this earth. Mm -hmm. He would just be laying there hopeless and helpless, just crying. Just like a lot of us. If it wasn't up for God coming in, not the building, not a pastor, not anybody else, but God, the great pastor, the great builder and maker, the great, the great I am, the great creator. Nobody creates like God. I do not want substitute. I don't want second best. I don't want a substitute teacher. I want God. The moment you give up God, you'll get a man. You'll get a Saul in your life. If you demand a man, God will give you a Saul. And that Saul will fail in your life. So you don't want a man. You want God. You want to pray to God. You want to serve God. You want to worship God. And you want to love God. You want to dedicate your life to God. And you want to trust Him because that day comes. The only one that's going to save you is God, not man. And I love you all. hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. And remember, we have great things in store up ahead. Our church just became an organization, not an organization, but a licensed uh, corporation. And so Sanctified Life Ministries now is going to be able to reach out further. It's going to be able to help more people. We're going to really be helping out things. As the funds come in, we'll start helping out more like um, maybe weather-torn areas around the country or We'll do some things. We're going to do great things. We'll be voting on it as members come in and as we talk about it. But we really want to reach out and start helping people, poor people, and just anything that we can really change the plight of mankind and help it to be a better place. We love you all. And remember, stay sanctified. God loves you. He called you for a reason. He has purpose for you. Man might not have purpose for you. You might not even believe in yourself. But Jesus loves you and he believes in you. So let that light shine and God bless. Hey everybody, glad you listened to this podcast today. I hope it's really been a true blessing to you and I want to pray with you before we go. Right now in Jesus' name, God, I ask you to bless all my listeners out there. This day that we're in is long, it's painful, it's it's tormenting sometimes, it seems like the enemy just moves in and takes us back two steps every time we go one step forward. But today, Lord, I ask you to use what the enemy has meant for evil right now and open people's eyes and let them see what you're doing for them in their life. Bless them in a mighty way, Lord. Let the anointing of Job flow over this air over this airwave right now. Let it anoint the hearers, their ears. Let it bless their bodies, give them strength for whatever they're going through. And anyone out there that's contemplating suicide or anything that would cause them detriment to their own selves, I ask you to heal that person, heal their mind, and bless them now. Wherever they're at in this world, Jesus, I ask you to touch them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.